Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Cameron Sutton leaving for the Detroit Lions, the Steelers have a few big questions as they enter free agency. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Welcome to the cutting room floor. Steelers losing Cameron Sutton, their number one cornerback from last year. It's a pretty big deal. Cameron Sutton got around $11 million a year go play for the Detroit Lions. A lot of people are wondering how the Steelers are going to replace Cameron Sutton. I'm going to talk about that, and then I'm also going to talk about uh, my other big question that, that I wanted to cover this week, even before the Cameron Sutton signing happened, and that is the lack of an outside linebackers coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers and what has historically been a very important position on the defense. A very important position on the defense. We're going to talk about that as well. Uh, make sure you stick around for that. That's a, that's going to be a, a good one. But first, I want to talk about Cameron Sutton and why the Steelers might have let him go and why the Steelers didn't get in on bidding for him, really. And we're just going to have to go back a few years to, to really unveil this. Uh, in 2019, the Steelers traded for Minka Fitzpatrick after an incredible disaster for the first couple of games. After Minka Fitzpatrick came to the Pittsburgh Steelers, the defense turned into a top-five passing defense. Just straight off turned into a top-five passing defense. But it wasn't just 
as simple as adding Minka Fitzpatrick. If you go back to 2017, 2018, 2016 even, you go back to the entire time the Steelers had Keith Butler as their defensive coordinator before the arrival of Terrell Austin. The big knock on the defense was the coverage was incredibly simple and it didn't work. Terrell Austin showed up in 2019. The team added Minka Fitzpatrick. And over the course of that season, we've watched the Steelers' coverage schemes evolve. A lot of the pattern matching got in there. A lot of uh, what, what a lot of people call inverted, like cover threes and cover twos, uh, where people who are up front drop back and, and Minka Fitzpatrick kind of comes forward instead of dropping deep and kind of covers the middle of the field. Just a variation on simple cover three and cover two principles. The Steelers, over the course of that season, changed very drastically how they did their coverage. And it worked. That season, Steven Nelson and Joe Hayden were starting quarterbacks. Joe Hayden had a career revival that year. Picking off a bunch of passes. Looking much better than he did in 2018. Joe came into 2018 saying he was our worst cornerback. Some of the advanced metrics people and stuff like that. I didn't believe it then. It's not true. He wasn't. But in 2019, that turned around. All of a sudden, he looks a lot better. Big part of that was the scheme. We saw the development personally of Terrell Edmonds between 2019 to 2020 to 2021, and even into last year. But really, from 2019 Terrell Edmonds to 2021 Terrell Edmonds, we saw incredible growth from him in his role as a, you know, do-everything type of safety. But one of the reasons we saw that was the defense was changing. When he was there in 2018, his rookie season, Terrell Edmonds looked good because the Steelers just basically had him in man coverage. That was it. Go in the box, man coverage, and that's it. He didn't do much zone. They put Sean Davis in deep. You know, single high deep zone pretty much all the time. Or they went to cover three, and the strong safety is is down in cover three as the cornerbacks go deep. Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Austin changed a lot of things on this defense. But the the best way I can describe this is, is how it works is, if you look at 2019, you look at Steven Nelson. Steven Nelson in 2018 was on Kansas City. He was the, he gave the most receiving yards of any cornerback in the NFL. The Steelers sign him to play in Terrell Austin's defense. He has a phenomenal season. The next year, his numbers, he's asked to do even more. His numbers are slightly less good, but still very good. The end of that second season in Terrell Austin's defense, Steven Nelson is cut by the Steelers. He says they never approached him about reducing his contract. They just signed Cameron Sutton for half of what they had signed, uh, for half of what Steven Nelson's contract was, and let Steven Nelson walk. Steven Nelson hasn't done anything since then. The Steelers were really the one time he was good. Like, really good. He's a good cornerback. He's a solid cornerback. He's a guy that he's on teams. You know, he's playing football. He's... But... He wasn't that kind of, you know, number one looking cornerback anywhere else. Joe Hayden, career revival, 2019, 2020. 
Steven Nelson goes. Cameron Sutton stays. People were like, Cameron Sutton, is he he's going to be a starting outside cornerback? Is he ready for this? Like, is he going to be okay? Does fine. Does really good. Now we're like, whoa, 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 you can't let Cameron Sutton walk. You got to pay this guy. He's really good. Well, do we? Could have said the same thing about Steven Nelson a couple years ago. We let him walk. Worked out fine. My question is, is Cameron Sutton that good? Or is it the system? I brought up Terrell Edmonds a little earlier. Uh, Let's swing back to him. That 2019 season, he looks really bad. We saw him develop and get better. One of the reasons we saw him look bad was how much that system asked him to do. Terrell Austin's defense puts a lot of responsibility and a lot of weight on the safeties. The safeties do a lot to make the cornerback's jobs easier. A lot of teams do the opposite. They want, you know, shut down corners and then the safeties, you know, one plays deep, one plays up. They make the safeties job easier and the cornerback's job harder. Because of that, cornerbacks are worth a lot more money than safeties because safeties, if their job is easier, it's easier to find a player who can play, do the job when the job is easy. When the job is very hard, it's harder to find someone to do that job and you pay more. Cornerbacks get paid a lot more than safeties. When Terrell Austin's defense puts more weight on safeties, and less and makes the job of a cornerback easier. You are you are taking responsibility away and making it easier to fill the position of a more expensive roster spot at cornerback. And going out and looking for talent at safety where it's cheaper. Minka Fitzpatrick is making a ton of money. He has the second largest contract currently for a safety in the NFL, behind only Derwin James. But when you add in cornerbacks, Minka moves from second to tenth. There are eight cornerbacks, making a lot of them significantly more money than Minka Fitzpatrick is. That's just how that position works. Cornerbacks get more. They could make Minka Fitzpatrick one of the highest paid at his position, and he's worth more than the money they're giving him and still not give him high-end cornerback money. And I'm going to tell you, I don't think any cornerback in the NFL is as valuable as Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't think a single one of them. That's value. When you get a more valuable player for less money, that's value. That's money you can spend, resources you can spend other places. And you're and you're already getting more value. You're getting more than other teams and you have more left to invest other places. This is how I believe the Steelers are approaching cornerback. Cameron Sutton, $11 million a year? We can get someone for less than that and get Cameron Sutton-like results. That's what the Steelers are gambling. They're gambling on that. Or maybe pay someone similar money to what Cameron Sutton gets and get even more from them than what we got from Cameron Sutton. 
the Steelers are looking to get more from their cornerbacks. They want more man coverage, and they've they've come out and stated that the Steelers are looking for press man coverage, capable corners. To me, the Steelers are looking to switch to a system where their cornerbacks are man cover corners who are physical with receivers and can also play zone. All right? They can play zone, but they're better in man, and they're good at being physical, disrupting receivers. Cameron Sutton is a zone cornerback who can play man. He's good in man, but he's a better zone cornerback. He's He is a zone corner. If you burn a lot of zone, Cameron Sutton's phenomenal, which is one of the reasons he really shined in 2019 when he was the, and 2020 when he was the dime back because he was in on all those zone plays. He was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal in Terrell Austin's zone defenses and the pattern matching defenses. That's phenomenal. But when it comes to man coverage, he's just good. And one of his problems is, I've talked about this before, he's not an elite athlete. Uh, he's good, he's not elite. And he is not physical in routes. You watch a lot of his tape against high-end cornerbacks. He's not in high-end wide receivers. He's not disrupting their routes. He's not getting into them. He's letting them run. And he's just running with them. Not physically impeding them, not shaping their route, letting them run their route, and he's just covering them. Now, that works fine against lesser receivers, but when you're facing high-end talents, it suddenly gets rough, unless your pass rush is on point. But if we're talking about a guy, you know, if the Steelers are looking and we're saying, we want to win playoff games here, and you're looking at a cornerback like Cameron Sutton, where you're saying, okay, he can cover number two receivers really well, uh, but the the higher tier, the better receivers, he's going to have to have help and he's going to need the you know the pass rush to get home. All the, is that your is that your guy you're paying eleven million to? I mean, I understand. I've already talked about how cornerbacks get more than safeties. Eleven million is not a number one cornerback contract. Eleven a year. That's not you know top tier cornerback money. But that's still your main starter. Is that your guy you want, being your number one dude? Especially when you are trying to alter your defense a bit. The Steelers are trying to go in a slightly different direction and tweak their defense a bit. To me, it makes sense. You let Cameron Sutton go and you either replace him with someone who is a similar cost but fits what you want to do better, or you replace him with someone cheaper and you get the same because we've seen that for several years now. Steven Nelson getting paid. They paid Cameron Sutton half of it, got the same kind of results. If you take the Steelers' past defense this year, they had a lot of injuries, they had a lot of problems. Uh, Levi Wallace was banged up to start. Killer Witherspoon fell apart. They were missing safeties. They didn't have DeMonte Kazee. They lost TJ Watt, and there was almost no pass rush for many, many games from... I mean, the left outside linebacker role gave you zero pass rush for you know most of the first half of the season. You look at that Buffalo game when uh, they got absolutely torched by the Bills, gave up the most yards they've given up in a passing game in, in like since I think 2018. Really, you know, it's been a while. Uh, that game, Terrell Edmonds is out. 
Trey Norwood's playing safety. No DeMonte Cuzzi, no Terrell Edmonds. They got burned over the top. Those guys come back. Levi Wallace gets healthy, gets a little more acclimated to the system. They stop facing the very top tier deep passing teams. They're not facing Buffalo, basically. Uh, and the Steelers in the second half. Well, it's true. The Steelers in the second half of last season were fourth in passing defense. Right back up where they were the other years. Right back up where they were the other years. And people are going to say, well, yeah, but the schedule. Well, yeah, the schedule matters, right? The Steelers' schedule was much worse earlier in the season. But they still only played like the second half. The difference between the first half of the season and the second half of the season is two games, really. It's, it's, it's a total of four games, right? Because in the first half of the season, they paid the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. Everyone else was in that 7-10 to, to 10 game range, or they, you know, in the case of Cincinnati, they played them in the second half as well. You get to the second half of the season. Again, everyone's in that same kind of win range. Seven, eight, nine wins. Except for two teams. The Indianapolis Colts and the Las Vegas Raiders, who only won six games. So if you take the second half of the season, all you're doing is you're replacing Buffalo and Philly with Indianapolis and the Raiders. Even if you take those games away, if you take the two top-end games away from the first half and you take the two bottom games away from the second half, and you look at the numbers, the Steelers' pass defense in the second half was severely better. Significantly better. So much better. They just were better when they got healthy. Levi Wallace had a really good late-season run where he really showed he was kind of gelling in the offense, in the defense, sorry, getting the system down much better. The secondary, I'm going to say it again, Terrell Austin has a lot of work to do. The Steelers front office has a lot of work to do. They've got to rebuild this secondary. Because right now, you've got Minka Fitzpatrick, Trey Norwood, Levi Wallace, and Akello Witherspoon. And that's pretty much it. I'm recording this Monday, and not too long after Cameron Sutton signed, so I, I have to record it early. <laughs> Today i got stuff going on. But uh, So if anything was changed between now and when you're listening to it, when I'm recording it and when you're listening to it, I, I obviously can't talk about that. But as of the moment I'm making this, there's barely anyone on this Steelers secondary currently on the roster. Steelers have a lot of work to do. But they've got their main piece in Minka Fitzpatrick, and Terrell Austin has shown he can run a good quality secondary with a lot of different parts. I think we're going to see him do that again. So I'm not too stressed and I'm not too worried about Cameron Sutton leaving. That's the first half of our show. Take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the outside linebacker coach and why that matters so much to the Steelers' defense. And it is currently a job without a person working it. Be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Fast as they can, they're traveling away in cars to follow. Welcome back, Steeler fans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you, as always, by the Steel Curtain Network. I want to thank you for joining us, listening to this show. Uh, I always appreciate it. I always have a fun time talking Steelers sports with you. And you are what makes this possible. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come here and talk Steelers football with you. Make sure you're checking out all the other shows on the Steel Curtain Network. We've got a lot of them. A lot of quality programming. And also make sure you're clicking over to Steel BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, where you can read my articles, along with all your news updates. Lots of good quality content. First half, we talked about Cameron Sutton. We talked about Terrell Austin. One of the themes in that is the importance of the coach and the scheme to the player's success. And now I want to talk about the Steelers outside linebacker coach. And to start that, Let's talk about the last Steelers, long-term Steelers outside linebacker coach, and that is Keith Butler. Keith Butler joined the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2003. One of the key reasons he joined, one of the things that was brought up is he was the defensive coordinator at the University of Memphis, especially the linebackers and defensive ends. He He coached their pass rush. And he was the architect behind a very famous game where Memphis completely stifled and shut down Peyton Manning with a zone blitz. They went from their normal defense and completely installed a zone blitz defense to catch Peyton Manning off guard, and they beat the Tennessee Volunteers. Huge upset back in the, back in the old days. He then went a couple years, different places. The Steelers brought him on in 2003. 2004, Dick Laveau comes back. For 12 seasons, Keith Butler is the Steelers' outside linebackers coach with Coach Dick Laveau. And as much as credit as we give, rightfully so, to Dick Laveau's zone blitzes that he picked up you know, from previous stints and from different people as well. What really put Dick LeBeau's defense at a high level was his coverage schemes. It was how he ran his cover three. It was how they executed his cover three heavy defense and how good 
his players did in that coverage defense. Pass rush, the blitzing, when you look at the numbers, you look at the blitz rates and you look at how he blitzed, Dick LeBeau wasn't quite as creative as a lot of people give him credit for in the pass rush side. A lot of people think he was throwing out some crazy stuff in pass rushes. He really wasn't. It was much more how well executed his def- his coverage schemes always were and how good his scheme was. Where really, Dick LeBeau's scheme was, you can't throw deep on us, we're going to take that away, You're and we're going to make you pass short, but we're going to disguise coverage enough that you're going to have to very quickly process what our defense is doing, find the right player, and hit them quickly. You have a very short amount of time to figure out who is the right one to throw to and get the ball to him. And also, they're going to stuff the run. What they're going to give you is Different looks, different things. Extended plays are going to be tough against. We're, we're tough against the Steelers. You're not going to be beating us deep. You're not going to be going for chunk plays. You're going to have to go up the field with us stuffing the run, being aggressive there, and then not giving you up, not giving up yards after catch or any kind of big plays or passes downfield. Until Tom Brady showed up, whose skill set was very quickly finding the right option and getting that pass off quickly and accurately and consistently. Dick LeBeau's defense was incredible until he found the exact person to do exactly what his defense didn't stop. His defense was saying, your quarterback can't do this consistently. That's why we beat Peyton Manning. You go back to that 2005 playoff game against Peyton Manning. Manning kept trying to throw downfield, and it wasn't there. It was never going to be there. Quarterbacks want to throw downfield. Teams want big plays. Dick LeBeau didn't give it to them. His coverage schemes were fantastic. And his outside linebackers coach was Keith Butler. And the outside linebackers kind of flourished. Keith Butler takes over in 2015 after the pass rush is kind of falling off. They give Keith Butler more control of the defense. And from 2015 to 2021, except for the small stint of time where Bud Dupree was injured and the Steelers got almost no sacks uh, with, I think it was Jarvis Jones and uh, James Harrison. Uh, it might have been Arthur Motes involved in there too, but it was like, it, it wasn't good. Uh, they, they had about half a season there where they got no sacks at all. They averaged three sacks a game for Keith Butler's time, even before T.J. Watt came. After T.J. Watt came, it went up even higher. In 2022, Keith Butler left the team, and the sacks dropped. Last year, the Steelers had 40 sacks. T.J. Watt being injured plays a huge part in that. But even if you look at the games with T.J. Watt back, sacks were not back up. They were back up, but they were not back up to Keith Butler levels. Keith Butler was a fantastic pass rush coordinator. And last season... The guy who was the outside linebackers coach was Brian Flores, who also was a really good, you know, getting after the quarterback kind of pass rush guy. With Flores gone, 
Terrell Austin's still the defensive coordinator, and he's there primarily because of how good his coverage schemes are. Similar to Dick LeBeau. Dick LeBeau. Caveat here, I just realized what I said is going to sound like I'm comparing Terrell Austin favorably in a comparison to Dick LeBeau. That's not the case. Dick LeBeau was a fantastic Hall of Fame level defensive coordinator, but his strength was his incredible secondary scheme that until Tom Brady showed up was was pretty much unchallenged and unrivaled as the best defense in the NFL. The best coverage idea scheme in the NFL. Uh, Terrell Austin, similarly to Dick LeBeau, is a very good coverage coordinator. He is not as good with the front seven. Dick LeBeau could do both. Uh, there's not a lot of those guys around that are really good at both. It's, you're usually better off getting one guy who's really good in coverage and one guy who's really good in the front seven, and I get them to work together. So I'm not I'm not saying he's like on Dick LeBeau's level at all, right? But he's a very good coverage scheme. His coverage scheme is very good. And then you have a Brian Flores, who's your pass rush guy. Steelers weren't quite as good. But now Flores is gone, and that position remains open as of right now. That's a big position. Aaron Curry came in. I thought he was going to be the outside linebacker's coach. It's kind of what it seemed like he was replacing Brian Flores, but no, he's actually replacing the inside linebacker's coach. That outside linebacker's coach position is open. And that is usually your pass rush coordinator. Almost always for the Steelers. That's your pass rush guy. So who are they going to bring in? They're talking about wanting to bring back Bud Dupree, trying to you know see if they can get him to come back. Alex Highsmith just had a breakout season. TJ Watt, hopefully he's going to come back healthy. But who's going to be in charge of this pass rush? It's not Terrell Austin. As I've said before, you, you follow Terrell Austin... Uh, he got good play out of a lot of not-so-great cornerbacks in his time in the NFL, uh, but his pass rush has never been anything special. Never. He is a coverage guy. That is going to be, in my opinion, a bigger question than how are they going to fill a lot of these free agent holes and what position are we going to draft? One of the big, big deals on this defense is who's going to coordinate the pass rush? Because if we're going cheap on cornerbacks, which is what we apparently are, we're not bringing back Sutton. If we're, you know, if we're bringing in rookies, if we're, if we're bringing in new people and we're starting new guys, or if like Levi Wallace is your starter or something like that, we're going to be banking on that pass rush. And the Steelers need to find someone good there. That is a big deal to watch for. Who signs to be that fill that position? It's a big, big deal to watch out for. And they're going to have a big impact on TJ Watt going forward. I'll tell you, TJ Watt had a down year. Uh... A lot of that is injury, but I am wondering how much we're going to see T.J. Watt dominate like he did under Keith Butler. Because Keith Butler very quickly realized his best way to rush the passer was to have people trap the quarterback in the pocket and then just let T.J. Watt go get him. Cover, 
disguise coverage, you know, get slow down the, the quarterback throwing the ball, and just set TJ Watt loose and everyone else just trap the quarterback in the pocket. Keith Butler did that a lot, and he did it creatively. Keith Butler knew how to attack blocking schemes to make sure T.J. Watt didn't get double teamed, and he did a fantastic job of it. T.J. Watt had one of the lowest double team rates of any def- of any edge rusher in the NFL, even though he had incredible pressure rates and incredible sack rates and was the best at getting quarterbacks in the NFL. He's number one at that, and yet teams didn't double team him. You know, people made arguments, well, well, clearly T.J. Watt's not that good. I mean, if you're giving up 20 sacks to a guy, you might want to block him. You know, you might want to think about blocking him. But the thing is, offensive lines don't just change their blocking schemes week to week. you got five guys there working how they communicate, you know, getting, getting down this system that they have to execute very quickly. You have a matter of maybe half a second before you have to know what the other team is doing, what was disguised, what was real, who are the threats, who's your man to block, who's that guy next to you blocking, do, what help do you have to give to who, all of this stuff, you have like half a second as an offensive lineman to do this. You can't just be sitting there saying, hey, guys, this week we're going to block completely differently to make sure that T.J. Watt always has a double team. If you watch a team's scheme and how they block, how they communicate, where they take assignments, you know how they assign the blockers to, to rushers, you can attack that. And you can say, hey, we're going to find ways to make sure T.J. Watt is one-on-one, and it's going to be very hard for the other team to, to double-team him without pulling players, you know, tight ends, running back, stuff like that, and pulling help on him. Well, if you do that to the Steelers, that's when they started the green dog blitzing, the what they call the hug blitzing. They really invested in that, where the linebackers would come up, and if their guy they were in coverage on blocked, they turned into a rusher. If you go to the 2020 season, they did it a ton. They would blitz and also have guys who would come if someone stayed in. So you're starting with like, you know, a, a cover one kind of play. And then you've got, so you've got, you know, five rushers. And if the defense, if the offense keeps anyone in to block, a tight end, a fullback, a running back, anybody, a linebacker is coming. You you look at the absolute crazy early season before Devin Bush went out and they had to switch more bodies to coverage because 2020 Devin Bush early season was, was incredible in coverage. He was doing fantastic, really developing. Until they had to pull people back because Devin Bush was hurt, you look at the numbers Mike Hilton and Vince Williams put up, they were insane because you couldn't cover the Steelers' five rushers with five offensive linemen, and anyone you kept in to help meant Vince Williams was coming for your quarterback. Just crazy. You're talking Stefan Tuitt, Cameron Hayward, Bud Dupree, TJ Watt, Vince Williams, Mike Hilton. They were coming for you. It was fantastic. This is the kind of mind, this is the kind of defensive coordinator TJ Watt really flourished under. T.J. Watt and Keith Butler were incredible together. In a similar way that Terrell Austin and Minka Fitzpatrick have been incredible together. We have seen Minka Fitzpatrick, 
for a season and a bit of and a, and a couple of games without Terrell Austin, and he was good but not great. He was very very good, but he wasn't you know the Minka Fitzpatrick people talk about now. We've seen T.J. Watt for one season where he was hurt for a good chunk of it without Keith Butler. We don't know how that looks going forward. Is T.J. Watt going to still be a great player? Yeah, he's going to be a great player. Minka Fitzpatrick could go to almost any defense and be a very good player. T.J. Watt could go to almost any defense and be a very good player. He's a playmaker. They're going to make plays. They're going to do stuff. An edge rusher is a much easier position to, you know, have success in spite of scheme than than safety is. It's much less scheme dependent. But are we going to get what we are used to from TJ Watt heading forward? That is a big question. And that question rests heavily on who the Steelers sign, who the Steelers bring in to coordinate, orchestrate, and run the Steelers' pass rush. And that traditionally has been the outside linebackers coach. That makes that a very big deal. I thought these were good topics to cover right now. Terrell Austin and the the you know the coaching and how the scheme and players match up as we're hitting into free agency and looking at who the Steelers might bring in. Remember how important scheme fits are and how important those coaches are. All right, that's my show for today. Thank you again for listening. It's always have a great time here talking to you. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you're checking out all the podcasts. Wherever you're getting this, you can get all the Steel Curtain Network podcasts and click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you're checking out our articles, getting all your news, especially right now with all the free agency news. Any, any really big free agency signings, you may even get a special podcast immediately covering it from the Steel Curtain Network. So if it's big enough, you'll you'll get a news broadcast about it. Uh, so anyways, thank you for listening. Make sure you're staying tuned. As always, have a great week. And let's go Steelers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.